Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, and I want to welcome everyone back to our LISC series, the Long Island Serial Killings or Killers, I believe, uh, and and, and our series, uh, weekly series on this. Our very special guest is, uh, is what is third appearance on this, uh, this our second series. Uh, the last time around, four years ago, he gave a- intriguing information to us and it was just it was uh, it just unbelievably uh, received, and I'll tell you what nobody disputed. <laughs> you know, I talked to a lot of people that he brought up uh, about all of this. A lot of friends of had not a single person disputed what what Scalise said. And and again, it's it's his opinion, it's his information. He's been very candid with it, um, and you know his opinion uh, of hack. It's, uh, you know, uh, similar to mine and uh, and and different folks like John Ray and, and Hackett for him not to be a person of interest is outrageous. And it's obviously some, you know, some kind of cover up if Hackett is not at least looked at or has never been uh, a suspect or a person of interest in Lisk. It's outrageous. Um, uh, the, the people that I hear, you know, raving about Hackett, uh, Bobby Strickoff, who's a, a longtime resident since 2004 of uh, of Oak Beach, and he raved about, um, to me, at the California Diner in March of 2020, uh, right before the pandemic, and he raved about Hackett and how wonderful he was, and and but let's keep in mind what does Strickoff yeah. do? Well, hey, let me let me introduce once again. Uh, Joe Scalise is our very special guest. Our part three with Joe Scalise. Joe, welcome. Oh, good to see you, Franco. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I, yeah, right. And you just kind of chimed in there, and you said, uh, "What does Strickoff do?" I mean, he basically lives off of of Steve Ballone and whatever crumbs Steve Ballone gives him. And, well, uh, exactly. So, uh, where is his motivation, and where is it, you know his motivation is to protect Steve, and in doing so, he's forced to protect Hackett. Yeah. Now you were gonna you were gonna say something about Balone uh, right before we broke, and uh, and well, you, you told me off, uh, off mic. You started saying off mic. I said save it for uh, save it for uh, the radio, and and if you would. Uh, Please uh, share it. And again, you know, these are your your thoughts, your opinions. And if you're comfortable saying them, uh, you know, I, they're not the opinions of the radio station or JVC Broadcasting, and uh, and my opinions, uh, you know, are mine alone. And uh, give it to us. Give tell me what you were going to say. Well, it just shows the mindset and how Steve Ballone thinks he's above uh, the, the common citizen at the outbreak of Corona. Steve Ballone had rented out a bar in Ocean Beach and was going to have a private party over there in the midst of the the the, uh, the pandemic until uh, Ocean Beach basically uh, wouldn't allow him to uh, do it. But uh, he was all ready to break the rules, break the law, and uh, have a have a gathering of uh, people there in a Ocean Beach bar. While the rest of us are locked down in our houses, uh, trying to protect our families. So, uh, and uh, so you have Ocean Beach, but Oak Beach was used as uh, basically their personal playground. And they felt very comfortable here. They felt like they were uh, 
kind of anonymous and uh, could do whatever they wanted uh, down at the other end there. Those houses adjacent to the OBI have always uh, wound up in the hands of uh, town of Babylon officials or people that were uh, politically connected. And just going back to the, the prices of the house, uh, if you look, there's uh, a lot of evidence that uh, these guys were involved in a lot of mortgage fraud, second mortgages, and uh, and uh, the whole the whole banking crisis, the first go around. These guys were uh, purchasing properties, taking out uh, these huge loans. They had an army of appraisers that were inflating uh, house values taking out second mortgages and then just abandoning the houses and uh, pocketing the money. So, uh, and, and we're not talking one or two houses and talking hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, was involved in this. And, uh, you know, banks like, uh, TD, uh, TD bank and, uh, a couple of the other banks, uh, you know, they knew they had to know what was going on. You had you had one, you had an Oak Beach resident here, Jim Netter. That was he was charged by the feds. Nothing ever came of it, but uh, but there was definitely uh, some uh, shady uh, practices going on. Let me let me. And it goes back to two. We just if I could just add one thing, and this goes back to uh, politicians in general. And Steve Ballone is a great example. He's a lifelong politician. Well, I've been looking at him in the town of Babylon for years. Now at the uh, now at the county level, and now this guy is even uh, thinking about becoming the governor. And it's no good because the uh, the problems don't start in the first term, or even the set. It's when these guys are here for years and years and years, and uh, they basically, uh, you know, the, 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 it's their life, and uh, it's no good. Uh, they should be there, address a couple issues that they. Uh, they're passionate about and have to, to move on. And when, when you have these uh, embedded uh, politicians, it, it doesn't work. It's, uh, it leads to uh, corruption and uh, the type of things you're seeing, appointments of uh, police chiefs that probably shouldn't be the police chief. I mean, if you go back and look at Burke's service record, here's a guy with multiple uh, uh, investigations uh, by internal affairs, yet he was the best candidate for Ballone to appoint? I don't think so. I think, uh, uh, you know, if, and if anyone does the research, uh, Burke had been in uh, Spoda's pocket since he was the assistant district attorney uh, on the uh, Pius case. So this is, uh, you know, a long time. And, uh, and Spoda, you know, Spoda... Spoda was the kind of guy, though. Uh, if, I mean, I, I had an incident with a uh, with a, a, a really close uh, person to me that uh, got in some legal trouble with uh, cocaine and a gun. One of the two worst things to get caught with in New York, and uh, he was told if he uh, spent enough money uh, with the uh, right legal firm. Uh, it would all go away, and it did. And th that that firm happened to be Spoda's uh, firm. Hey, so hey, hey, let me jump in for a second here. Um, and, and again, uh, 
you're listening to the voice of Joe Scalise, lifelong resident of Oak Beach, and uh, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Joe Scalise. I, oh, 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 and one thing that just came up to, to my memories right after Sandy, uh, our neighbor, uh, there was a, a little bit of a, a heated uh, exchange between uh, me and Tom Canning, and, uh, and Tom then approached my father. And uh, told him, Joe, what do you want? All Peter Hackett was trying to do was calm her down uh, when he sedated her that morning. And if you, and if you uh, if you watch that uh, Aaron Moriarty uh, special on Forty Eight Hours, at the end there's a uh, affidavit signed by me, and there's an affidavit signed by a, another Oak Beach resident, Bruce Anderson which he attests to the fact that Hackett told him directly that he sedated Shannon Gilbert that morning. Why, why was he not picked up as a person of interest just on that alone? Yeah, I mean, it's dirty. I mean, there's no question it's dirty. Let me... Well, then I said it all along. Either the, all, either the Suffolk County police are inept, which I don't think they are, or they're corrupt. Well, I mean... Now, part of the problem is, though... Is the the top cop there still, or the chief, is uh, a man by the name of Stuart Cameron? He's not who, any longer. Just so you know, he's he's no longer the top. Well, cop. well until when? Until January first, or before before that? Um, uh, right. Well, yeah. Well, but up, up until this time, I mean, it's we're only a couple of weeks into January, but up until now, uh, he has been able to to suppress and keep the cover up going. I mean, I know uh, I know detectives that worked there for over 20 years that have been shunned by their brotherhood and and uh, and just treated like total outsiders. Uh, there is supposedly I've never witnessed it for myself, but uh, this gentleman, like I said, is a retired detective. They have a whole uh, room set up in headquarters that deals with risk. But nothing goes on in the room. It's kind of a joke. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I mean, there's been no investigation uh, on this. I mean, and by the way, you would be... And, and you brought up that point, too. Steve, uh, uh, Burke immediately did whatever he had to do to get the FBI out of here. And they, they don't want to listen to... I mean, you had uh, Biden came in and said, of all the bones that were missing from Shannon Gilbert's uh, skeleton... You know the bone that was missing, her hyoid bone. It would have uh, definitively shown that she was strangled. Also, they, they, they keep claiming, like I said, I've lived here my whole life. Those aren't wetlands behind there. It's more like a bog. There's, there's not even ever uh, a couple feet of water back there other than in uh, these culverts. They're like little cutout canals. So there's no way that Shannon ran in there and drowned or even it was May 1st. Uh, she didn't die of exposure. She was a healthy uh, young girl. Uh, there's, but there's no water back there uh, to drown in, and that was just a uh, a made up story. I mean, everyone's probably seen the tape of John Ray trying to uh, to make the same walk that Shannon did, and uh, it just didn't happen. And 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 for them to say that Shannon Gilbert drowned, well, her skeleton was found in the seated position, so she didn't drown then. And when they did collect her bones, why didn't the uh, 
Suffolk County police take soil samples to see if the, the body had uh, broken down there. Because you had uh, the, the government flew some of their, their, their best technology over this place. Apache helicopters with all sorts of uh, instruments. And they came up with 200 possible like spots. And, and but that spot wasn't on this. And, uh, and from where, where these uh, helicopters are flying, if, if Shannon Gilbert's body was really there, uh, they would have seen her. That, that body was, was placed back there uh, at a later date. And that's, that comes to another thing that I, I, it, uh, there was a house at the end of Oak Beach. It's the last house on the east side. And it has a large, the, the man who owned it many years ago was a big sports fisherman. It has a, uh, it has a, a huge freezer in it. And uh, you could easily fit a, probably a couple bodies in there. And a lot of people think, and Peter Hackett had access to this house because it had been foreclosed upon. And the board, for some odd reason, took control of a set of keys several times peter hackett was caught in the house until finally they had to take the set of keys away from him because it became a problem she was actually looting the house for uh one time he was walking out of there with a flat screen tv etc etc but uh you know that could be the spot that shannon's body was kept uh for that period amazing uh again joe scalise Lifelong resident of Oak Beach is our very special guest, Frank McKay. Here, continuing. Even- I'll let Joe hold on. Uh, list series, and he uh, again is a lifelong resident of uh, of Oak Beach. Uh, go ahead, Joe. What's even more amazing is just recently the house uh, is going into some kind of foreclosure process or some kind of process, and the bank is paying a company to clean it up. Well, a couple of detectives went over there before uh, before they started doing the cleaning. And in that room with the freezer, there was a uh, TV-VCR combo unit uh, set up there. And, uh, and well, there, there's been speculation, and, and I've seen a couple of them, that, that uh, some of these guys were making snuff films and... Uh, and that kind of stuff was going on. And dude, I've seen a couple of these films. I don't know uh, if they were made by Hackett, but uh, some people uh, feel that that might have been what uh, upset Shannon that night, is that she saw another body or realized that they were going to uh, make her into one of these films. Yeah, listen, this is this is interesting, and this is another uh, serious theory out there that these people are making snuff films, and it's big money, it's all kinds of things. Let, let me ask you, why why do you think, do you have an opinion on why Bob Strickoff would pay $400,000 more for a house uh, uh, than it was uh, uh, assessed at? Because somehow he didn't pay that 400000 For some reason, they needed that house to appraise or to price. Maybe they were trying to affect uh, the surrounding houses. You've heard this story or, before, right? You've heard this before. I've heard this before. Right. Uh, but, uh, and like I said, there, there was false in, uh, too. He, uh, so he paid 800000 But let's say 
how much of it was in a mortgage and how much of it was straight cash. Uh, you know, they might have needed that number, uh, but he didn't. He didn't fork over an extra four hundred thousand cash for the house. I can guarantee there if. Uh, you look at the numbers, you look at houses around it for comps, you look at uh, the whole picture, there's, there's a reason why it was done. And if, uh, if, you know, if you're not paying the loan back or the loan's being paid back uh, through other uh, you know, means, uh, what do you care? And, but I'm telling you, there, there was something fishy going on there with... Uh, with with the whole uh, mortgage uh, mortgages in the banks, do, do, you, do you realize, uh, Joe? Uh, and again, Joe Scalise is the voice you're hearing. If you're just tuning in a little late or turning on your radios a little late, Joe Scalise is a lifelong resident of Oak Beach. We're talking uh, list. This is our part three with Joe Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Joe Scalise. Joe, do you realize that the 58 Savannah Walk, Bob Strickwolf's house that they bought for um, 400000 more than it was assessed, uh, at from Harry Feingold, who who did, uh, you know, um, 10 years, it's no secret, uh, on a drug charge. Yes. And uh, there's no secret there. And and by the way, you also a proud, uh, unapologetic pornographer, too. And a question was, you know, did he buy equipment? Did he buy camera equipment? But here's, uh, here's the thing you might not know. Uh, that 58 Savannah Walk was uh, was friends of Steve Ballone. It was uh, uh, officially with the Board of Elections and the state uh, of New York. That was uh, that was friends of Steve Ballone. It was the official um, headquarters simply because uh, uh, Bob Strickoff was the uh, uh, he was the treasurer. So there, treasurer. therefore, it was I, friends I, I, of I, Steve did, I did actually know that, and that information is available on the internet. Anyone who wants to look at it. Yeah, if they Google that, that will come up, and and like I said, they looked at it as uh, their private little playground back there, and they could basically do whatever they wanted, unchecked, and uh, and and that's what it was. But I did know uh, know that about the friends of Steve Ballone, and uh, people don't. And there, there's another uh, player in that whole group. There's Strickoff. Balone, and if you say the name, it'll it'll come to me. Um, but Mark Besson, uh, obviously, is very up on the the, the whole inner workings of uh, th those relationships. Yeah, she was, by the way, she was in investigated, uh, not investigated. She was interviewed by the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, three different times. Uh, at two hours a clip and 75% of the conversation uh, was uh, uh, was focused on on Gilgo, Atlantic City, uh, the murders around them and on Balone and Strickoff as uh, as uh, as the question points. Uh, anyway, by the way, a good place to end. We're, we're just about out of time. Joe, we need you for a part four. Um, Frank McKay here. Joe, uh, are you confident? And again, keep it short. We're up against uh, our break here. Um, are you confident with a new DA coming in, a new police commissioner come in, coming in uh, that things might change here? We might get a solution. To tell you the truth, no. With the state of politics in America, I think uh, that uh, the incumbents have incredible power to steer these type of things the way they, they want to. Um, 
I mean, I hope that, uh, you know, that this new commissioner uh, brings in, uh, you know, a whole new crew and isn't uh, influenced by uh, by uh, who, the people that have come before him. By but, the way, it'll be the DA that makes the change. You know, he's unconnected to any of these folks politically, and he wasn't appointed. He was elected, and on election day, it was 58% of the vote. He, he has a mandate going in. Uh, hey, Joe... Uh, we got to get you for a part four. I appreciate your time here and uh, terrific uh, job on all of this. And uh, listen, uh, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you very much for being here. It was, it was great to be here. Thank you for your time. Joe Scalise, everyone, a lifelong resident of uh, Oak Beach and uh, a you know 50-year um, member of that community and his family. Uh, has been there for uh, for such a long time. And uh, Frank McKay signing off. Joe Scalise has been our very special guest. Uh, three parts uh, and three times our very special guest. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down and our list series.